This guy is methodical, exacting, and worst of all, patient. He's a nutbag. Just because a uh, fucker's got a library card doesn't make him a Yoda. Well, get on with it, man. Just don't stand there. You get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up. I've seen a part of myself no man should ever see. No, I don't feel all right. None of us feel all right. All right, how'd that go? Really well. All right, talk to me about that one a little later. All right. Why? I'm going to put that one oh God. there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's already public knowledge, so it's, you know. <laughs> Scientists are not as well behaved as you think. Yeah. Like, we had open bars at conferences. People got wasted. People right. Picked up. We'll talk about the scientist orgies later. Okay, sure. Okay. It's not, not bad. All right. Well, welcome back to Discoursers. I believe this is the third episode and today i have gabriel fisher who is a scientist not only a scientist but a molecular biologist thank you i'm actually yeah i just got my phd candidacy from florida state university go seminoles nice all right so the entire point of the podcast promote healthy discourse talk shit about Whatever it is, but in a healthy way. And I have a couple of basic rules, which are, we probably don't need to say them, but I say them just for the other people out there, which is uh, number one, keep it civil. Let's both get out of here in one piece. We've already got that covered, unless you brought a knife, which would make for good TV. Uh, number two, if one is offended, aggravated, blah, 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 which I know that's not gonna happen with you, but they ask the other person to explain. Number three, only interrupted the other person is exhausting an answer, grandstanding, blah, 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 whatever. You know, it's, we've kind of got that one covered too. And four, be yourself. That's who I want to meet. It's very heartwarming. That's my heartwarming one. And uh, yeah, that's it. All right, let's get rolling. Let's get rolling. So what does a molecular biologist do? Um, I study things that are too small to be seen on a microscope, but also really- Like Roman's small. penis. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I believe we talked about how small it was in the last podcast too, or the one before. Either way. So too small to see. Mm -hmm. Keep doing that right there. There you go. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, and you're working with, uh, I know you can only get at this somewhat because apparently they'll kill you in your sleep if you talk about it too much. Yep. Or someone will steal our research ideas. It's the idea. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Hmm. Uh, about bacterial genes possibly altering evolution. Yes. So viruses are neither good nor bad. They're a stationary player in the evolutionary game. Um, there's this idea that viruses are bad, but we also have something called a genetic load of viral DNA in our bodies, even humans. So who's to say whether or not those do good things? Mm -hmm. So I'm studying possible symbiotic genes in bacteria right now and looking for things that those genes are doing that can help fitness. So you're trying to create a master race. Um, ultimately, <laughs> yeah. we're doing something like that. We want to use these genes. That sounds bad. We want to use these, uh, <laughs> these virally- It's okay. You can say it. You're Jewish. 
Okay. <laughs> I, I am Jewish. So we, our ultimate goal is to identify genes that are beneficial and possibly cut them out and genetically engineer better bacteria for agriculture. Right. Yeah. And we were talking about this the other day with, uh, with uh, um, I'm not sure if I need to say it, um, about certain uh, vegetables or mm-hmm. other things. Yeah. There's still wine in my face? No. No, you're good. No, okay. I'm, just, it's, I'm just playing on my beard. Oh, um, you, mind, you mind if I smoke? Yeah, go right ahead. Okay, cool. right. So do you mean people that have disabilities who become vegetables? <laughs> no, not quite. Or... <laughs> <laughs> do you mean like mm. the kinds that you eat and it's legal to eat? Uh, no, what I'm, uh, 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 citruses. Oh, citrus. Yeah. Can you talk about that? There's, um, you know. in a very minor way. That one is okay. the, the serious NDA. Okay. Um, so the idea is we want to take citrus screening disease, which is a, um, it's a bacterial infection that may take out all of the citrus crops in the entire world. Mm-hmm. So we're actually looking for um, essentially antibiotics for them. Mm-hmm. That's that's our ultimate goal of our research. An antibiotic that can be administered to a sick tree, either prophylactically or after the virus, or the bacteria hits. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It, did you know that there's a citrus apocalypse? I did not until By you told the way, me the other day. Oranges are fruit. Mm-hmm. They're not vegetables. Well, I was hinting around it because I didn't know if I should talk about it. Oh, no, no. Yeah, that. that's I'll, why I I'll was like... as much as I'm allowed to say. Something sort of similar, but, but sort of associated, there, maybe. There is a citrus apocalypse. Just like scientists in every country in the world are looking for uh, for the answer to it. And the person who finds that answer is going to make a lot of money. Hmm. And save all the citrus. Yes, they will save lemonade stands. Yes, and they will get, they will get statues of themselves holding oranges. Yeah. Do you ever wonder if like there's fruits out there that we haven't cultivated that are like as delicious as oranges or lemons and we just don't know about it because we haven't done anything with it? Because that would be a bummer. Well, we could genetically enhance, well not enhance, genetically change. uh, What is it? Durin? Durum? What are they called? It smells like shit, but it tastes really good. I don't know if I can get over the smell. Are we trying to genetically engineer it to not smell like shit? Right. Yes. Oh. Or maybe that's just part of the taste. I don't know. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I think it's a Duran fruit. Something like that. Yeah. Durian. Durian fruit. Durian. Like yeah. John Dorian scrubs. Right. Yeah. Which is a great show. Yeah. Yeah. Especially Dr. Uh, Dr. Cox. Dr. Cox. You yes. know, every time I want to feel down about myself, I just give myself a Dr. Cox-esque, like... Speech. Just look at yourself in the mirror and give yeah, yourself like, a Dr. Cox speech. Your parents were supposed to screw you up. Yeah. That's their jobs. <laughs> right. You know what? You're a PhD candidate, so they did a pretty good job. I, I tell myself when I'm feeling down. Yeah. I have to say, I've dated, I've dated uh, a few PhD candidates, and that's uh, a, it's a, that's it. I couldn't imagine living that life. It's fucking stressful. You're consistently on edge and always immersed. So when you say PhD candidates, do you mean like a doctorate? No, P- or PhD. Is that what they, they play in their strip show? Yeah, well, I mean, they had the, I mean, it was a tiny little dress mm-hmm. and, you know, Velcro in the front instead of buttons. Mm-hmm. But they were definitely working on their PhD. Mm-hmm. That's what they said they needed the money for. So you attract smart women? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, they keep all their brains right around here and they have really big brains. 
So why don't you tell me about that? Like, what is it like dating smart women that you like that you've done it more than once? Wait, 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 repeat that? What is it like dating women who are smart and educated? Because it seems like you've done it more than once. Yeah, it's, uh, it's I, I enjoy it. I enjoy the challenge, number one, because I talk a lot of, uh, I talk a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of th- like throw shit at walls and just hope it sticks sometimes. Because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much one of probably one of the most uneducated people ever you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just throwing shit to walls consistently. And then they, they'll call me out on it and just be like, wait a second. That's not true. I'm like, really? Show me how. And then they'll show me how. And then I become smarter because of it. Oh, okay. Usually when I say that to men, they tell me to like, shut the fuck up. Oh, really? Stop disagreeing with them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that works. I mean, I wish I could do that. I don't really have okay. that mentality. It would make my life a lot easier. But so that's actually something that I'm trying to figure out, like how men are going to react to me getting a PhD. Mm. Like everyone wants to be a little smarter than their partner, have a little more money, be a little better looking. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, what do you do when you're a doctorate? Do I just like date postdocs? What if I don't like smart men? I don't. Yeah. Extremely. You get, well, you date a smart man in a different field. To deal with. In a different field, like microbiology or like. Okay. Like, like ge- geology field. or something. Okay. That could work. Maybe. Then you could share. You know? uh, in an ideal world, yeah. Yeah. My advisor has told me that I should probably date someone who can make me a DNA library. So maybe shoot for a postdoc. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I enjoy dating women that work on their PhD or have their PhD. Um, they do get a little aggravated at me sometimes because what they learn within their programs. Now, these were non-science programs. Okay. These were mostly literature and stuff like that because I'm in the literature, you know, stuff like that. But I, got I would ask crit- critical questions that made them kind of question what direction not necessarily what they were taught but the direction they were going within that mm-hmm. and then they would start to get angry at me they'd be like what are you talking but i'm in my phd and i'm like listen i'm just following the path here okay like i'm asking a question there's no reason to get angry i, I can under- understand that um i don't know about other fields but scientists are taught to be humble like you're just wrong all the time right you're doing a shitty job yeah. all the time yeah and um, even if you are very correct now, mm-hmm. like say you solve this whole citrus apocalypse and there are, are statues of you everywhere God, holding great. your oranges. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I would settle just for like 10 bucks and a case of beer. But right, all right. That's right. High quality beer, craft beer. Um, craft beer. All right. At least fat tire. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mid. All right. But yeah, yeah. statues sound nice. Yeah. But I mean, like, say that happened hypothetically, right? Mm-hmm. 50 years from now, yeah, sure, you did this one thing, but now you're considered almost the bunk. Like, you're, like your science is like, oh, wow, she didn't know shit. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, like look at Isaac Newton now, and he's like, oh, that was a great little theory you had there, but a lot of the shit you said, wrong. Yeah. But we still admire him, mm-hmm. in a sense. Yeah, so, I mean, you're going to be wrong sooner or later, even if you're 100% right now. Yeah, so you remember that, like, schizophrenic dude? who mentioned SARS the other night. And I said, oh yeah, like SARS is a bacteria. And this mm-hmm. completely uneducated guy clearly has mental illnesses say like, no, it's a virus. So I'm like, look it up. He's like, you're absolutely right. I'm not even insulted. I'm just impressed. I've taught 
medical bacteriology and like, nope, you're right. So I, I guess being in the sciences means I'm wrong so often that I get to be humble. Mm-hmm. I don't think everyone is that way, but I agree. if you make a mistake, you got to own up to it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, even if something is, you're damn sure about it, no matter what it is, at least reserve like a good, good eight to 10% margin of error there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even if you're goddamn certain, you just got to be like, all right, there, there's still a possibility that I'm missing something here. You know? Yeah. Um, we're only human. <laughs> we are only human. <laughs> so there is one thing I'm not really you know, sure if I feel the same way about as other scientists. But I feel like grad school is incredibly freeing because I don't have that nine to five. I don't have a camera watching me, making sure I'm working. I have like mm-hmm. a project and my goal is to you know make it work however mistakes I make along the way. And if I get frustrated, I can just go for a walk. So I've kind of been trying to figure out what it is about grad school that's so you know, depressing or anxiety inducing that everyone feels it. I think all, I think programs, all the programs are different though. So there's like, like some of them, yeah, you get some free reign, but you're also kind of locked into whoever your advisor is or whoever it is. So With science, it kind of speaks for itself. Like whatever your work is, maybe. I talked to um, a friend of mine who's a psychiatrist about grad school. And she said the things that make it hard and depressing are the fact that you're underpaid, you don't have a lot of freedom to choose your hours, and a lot of people who are in grad school have just uprooted their entire lives to move somewhere strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I've worked a nine to five job. I find grad school stressful, mm-hmm. but most of what I find stressful is how people react to me working. Like, you know, I date someone and they wonder like, why do you have to go to the lab seven days a week and like check on your experiments at 4 a.m. and then 4 p.m. Right. And- who are you fucking? Who are you going out to fuck? I just come to the lab. Can I, yeah, can yeah. I come with you? I was like, no, I'm I'm working. Yeah. What if I just like waited in the hallway? No, leave me alone. Good God. Right, but right. I find there's a lot of clingers. Freedom. Yeah, there's so much freedom in being in grad school that you don't get in the workforce. But yeah, the things that I find stressful are trying to deal with the life outside of grad school and try to be doing a good job as a scientist. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Science. Cheers to that. Cheers to science. I, uh, I'm probably going to publish a couple of papers this year, which is very exciting. My cool. first papers ever. Right on. Yeah. On the um, on the bacteria. The one of the ones that I'm publishing is on the uh, phylogeny of viruses. What is it? What's the word? Phylogeny. What's that mean? Phylogenetics. So that's the way we classify them. Okay. Uh, okay. Gotcha. You guys don't need a bio lesson at all, or why it's really, really hard to classify viruses. But I'm uh, actually working on a method that classifies viruses based on their protein sequences and like aligning these protein sequences end to end of all these different characteristics that all the viruses have, and then creating a phylogenetic tree out of it, showing their evolution. Hmm. Um, that one I am allowed to talk about. Right. When I presented at two conferences now. Cool. People either find really, really interesting or just kind of look at it and shrug. I was like, whatever. Right. Yeah. They're very interested or just, no, I don't give a shit. Whatever. Uh, let's see. You talked about, I'm not sure exactly what it was. Um, basically being a, uh, basically being disabled mm-hmm. without looking disabled. I mean, I think you look disabled. Oh, but that's yeah, it's just... <laughs> yeah, most people. Yeah. 
like I'm autistic for some reason. Right. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Oh God, I'm not. I but I think I think a few of us are though. I mean, like you just kind of say things and just go. Ah. Okay. Right. No, There's yeah. a spectrum. And you're sometimes <laughs> sometimes when you are do work in the sciences, you just like completely lose what it's normal to talk about or not normal. Uh, yeah, I'm disabled. I have a condition called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. Um, it's basically this thing where you have a defect in your collagen, and there's a few different things that it can cause. For me, it causes really weak tendons and ligaments, in addition to the classic hypermobility. But I tear my ligaments. Mm. So I'm obviously, you know, kind of pretty, maybe a little above average. Mm -hmm. And I look athletic. I do sports. But yeah, I have hip dysplasia. I've had multiple surgeries on my feet, my hips. But people, like, look at me and they see, like, a completely normal person. So either they'll ask me this question of, like, well, you don't look disabled or in chronic pain or sick mm -hmm. and they're like you don't talk about it enough well that's the new way. thing is that if you have something you have to talk about it all the time. i don't wanna like no. everything hurts i'm in my pain levels like go between a seven and a five all the time but i'm not gonna right. sit around whining about it i'm never mm -hmm. going through my day some people times people confront me when i park in handicap spots like ask me like whose plaque is that it's just kind of this this very strange thing because like I want to own that I have this issue and maybe like make people more aware of it, mm -hmm. but I also don't want to like constantly be whining. So I have this disabled imposter syndrome. Like I don't feel like I'm really disabled, and then I spend a day in bed because I'm in too much pain. Well, you're gonna have to. I mean, like if you're gonna do comedy, you're gonna have to own it because that's you know that's yeah. what comedians do now. That's more like a diatribe. Just yeah. Now. yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to go like if you're a comedian nowadays. Oh, yeah. You have to go yeah. up on stage and be like, well, before I make all these jokes, just to let you know, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. I'm disadvantaged as well. Oh, God. God. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have some jokes Saturday and Sunday that I'm doing about being disabled. Nice. I mean, it's not like I'm going to publish them and get money for them. Um, like, but I never know when it's a good time to tell the person that I'm dating that I have this issue. Usually it's like, when they're holding my foot above my head, and it's like, oh my god, you're so flexible. You're like, thanks. It's the other Danlos syndrome. Right. Yeah, that sounds like a great fucking syndrome. Just saying. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> or one time, I didn't tell this guy that I had this issue, and I took my bra off and mm. I just dislocated my shoulder. Oh She's like flopping there, so oh. I just like pop it back in. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm ready to go. Yeah. But That's pretty hardcore, man. Kind of wrecked. The yeah. Mood. Well, I don't know. I think it was. I think it would be pretty hot. I don't know. Oh, that's totally. Just, that's just me being in martial arts as well. You know oh, what I mean? Like when I'm working like, out with a woman, like she gets punched in the face and she goes, "Good one," yeah. and she comes back in. I'm like, "Yeah." Okay. You see, I was imagining that like you disable someone's shoulder and then they're like then too fucked up to get away. They can do whatever you want. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hit oh, him yeah. with the, I hit him with a dart first. Oh, I got yeah. you. Yeah, and I slowed him down a little bit, and then. Then pulled the shoulder out of socket. So I yeah, uh, I broke I, I don't leave anything up a chance. In my high school days when my hip still worked, I actually did get a black belt in Tong Sudo. Hatsudo, that's Hapkido? Mm, similar ish. Similar, similar to Hapkido in Taekwondo. It's like the mm -hmm. predecessor. It's like the tradition, traditional South Korean martial art. Okay. But I do remember this one time when somebody like kicked me in the face accidentally and it broke my nose and I said all this blood. Nice. I would oh, your nose looks good for being broken, though. I'm Mine got broken. broken and mine's times. crooked. So, nah. 
Oh, you lucked okay. out. I just thought like maybe you were born at 10 or 11 months and you just got like pressed against the side of the uterus. I, I actually was born very premature. My dad said he could fit me in the palm of his hand. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. And Congratulations on existing. Yeah. yeah, indeed. Thank you. Against all odds. Oh, do you know what yeah. month that was? No, I don't. No. See, isn't that like the thing that your parents tell people again and again and again, oh, you're the preemie baby? Uh, my mom is not a very caring mom in that sense. Aww. In any sense, really. Yeah. You should, uh, can we, if I do this again, can you bring like multiple bottles of wine? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. No, yeah. I don't There's not much more. wine left. I mean, you can go grab the rest of it if you want. Stick uh, a mic off. I'll entertain people while you go. Okay, I'm going to go get yeah. another glass of $5 red wine. Yeah. I wish I had another person that was doing the video and stuff I could talk to. It's in the oh. kitchen next to the thing. Entertain, entertain, entertain. So, yeah, me and uh, me and Gabriel are both comedians. Uh, I do a lot worse jokes than her, but she's done a lot more. She, she seemed, you seem to have done a lot more hours than me. In what? In comedy. Have I? Yeah. I mean, I've only been at it for like three months. Right. I've been at it for probably about four or five, but I don't do it that often. Okay, yeah, I'm like there two or three times a week. Right, yeah, I, I do it twice every other week. Uh, I think you're hilarious, though. Well, I think I mean, you're like very raw and very real. And I think like with a little polishing, you could get very, very funny. Yeah, that's the problem. I don't polish very well. Like, you can polish a fucking turd all you want. Oh, gosh, I have heard turd. that. Yeah. I actually bet if I look it up, somebody's made a very nice polished turd. Mm. Could be. Maybe they like made a polished turd and like made a nice ring out of it or something. Should I look it up? Uh, no. I, <laughs> all right. Carvings from poop. Oh, I'll tell you, I signed up for a uh, uh, thing on Monday mm -hmm. and it's seven minutes and I'm freaking out. Oh, gosh. I'm totally freaking are you, out. Are you changing the topic so I don't continue searching that? Uh, no, I'm, I'm I'm just saying I'm absolutely freaking out. About oh, you it. have a, five, a seven minute set on Monday? Yeah, at, at lots of. Oh, lots of laughs is usually a pretty uh pretty chill scene. I'm told. Yeah, I, I'm just kind of freaking out about it. I've never I've never done anything above five, and I barely do five. Oh, and I mean, so are you getting paid for this set? No. You probably don't have to worry. Like if they're not paying you, it's your time. Yeah, no, but at the same time, like I got to fill seven minutes now instead of five. Like it's a whole different game. Mm. So it's it's yeah. What uh, what topics are you planning on discussing? Uh, well, I'm coming up with a bunch of new material. I'm, I decided to do a little bit of political stuff, political topical stuff around the, the presidential mm -hmm. election. Isn't it a little late? Oh, wait, we're electing a president again. Yeah. Oh. Way to keep up there, scientist. <laughs> I, uh, I've, for, it's Friday now, and I think for the last seven days, I haven't been sure if it was Monday or Thursday. Mm. So don't, if I don't know. Balls deep events. in bacteria over there. Or soil. It's just everywhere. Yeah. Lots and lots of fungus. Mm. So yeah, in a sense, that's a weird problem in today's society. Back to the, the disability thing is that you have to have you have to show this label. I also have of, to like something. Pretend that I'm like have, people expect me to show certain emotions. Like I have mm. to behave a certain way to be like the certain kind of person to be where I am. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't like labels. I got you. Finish what you're going to say. Like, we yeah, all no, have that, to have a thing in our yeah. society. Yeah. 
Are you, are you like saying that we live in a very shallow society and everyone needs to have this own little special thing that makes them special? I think tribalism. Yeah, you have to identify with your tribe as far as like, you know, whether it be I'm a lesbian or I'm a, I have this disability, I have autism or I have bipolar or I have this, so I fit in with these people and no one else will ever will understand what it's like, which is kind of true. Mm-hmm. You, I won't understand what being that hyper-flexible is and having that, whatever the, the syndrome is, I don't remember what it was. What was it again? Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. Ehlers-Danlos. Syndrome. I think like it's one in 2000, I can't remember. That's actually pretty high. One in 2000? I mean, 2000 isn't people? like Down syndrome one in 100? Yeah, but still, I mean, you gotta think there's fucking hundreds of millions, there's like millions of people just in the general area of where Tallahassee is, you know what I mean? Like around the area. Yeah, so, so I mean, it's a decent number of people. I do meet people with it. Hmm. Um, I honestly don't know if I have anything to throw out like that, except for my webbed toes. Look at my webbed toes. <laughs> you right have there. webbed toes. Oh my god! Yeah. I'm posting that all over the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but I just consider it an evolutionary advantage towards water world. Like once everything's flood, mm-hmm. the next step, all it is, gills. Oh, gills. Gills. I'm already working toward it. I'm holding my breath a lot. My my kid is <laughs> gonna have gills. Uh-huh. All the webs are gonna be on all the toes. We're gonna be ready. That's kind of cool. Like I Fuck hope, no you, I hope our... you have a secret babies out there because I would love to see if they have web toes too. I actually wouldn't doubt that. Really? <laughs> yeah. that, that's how I'll be. It's. Uh, I mean, I have great timing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but there were a lot of times where I don't really remember what was going on, and I don't know. That, that was. I mean, I'm sure there was a lot of Plan B pills and stuff like that going on. So. Probably. So Probably. yeah, that's actually. Can I ask you like a political question that I was wondering yeah. about? So I've heard a lot of stuff about people saying like the men don't get any say in abortion and mm-hmm. at what point the man like takes ownership of that fetus and it becomes like their kid. Like at what point do you think that is? Or do you think that as a man that you should have a say in whether or not someone gets an abortion? I think the decision should be in my view, 75-25. Okay. That's the way I looked at it. I was in a relationship one time and she was on antibiotics because she had Lyme's disease. And she got pregnant? And she got pregnant. And so she came home one day, she's like, I'm pregnant. You know, what do you want to do about it? And I'm like, well, the way I see it, I said it exactly like that. It's 75-25. Um, depending on how long-term they're, if it's more long-term relationship, like very long-term, I think the percentage increases. Okay, so if you like had a one night stand and. If you had a one night stand, that's more like 1090, you know what I mean? And you're okay. not planning on being together. That's like 90, 10, 1090, right. whatever. But yeah, I gave her my opinion. I was like, I don't think we're ready. We don't have the money for it. We're not, we're not technically adults right now, even though we were, I was like, we were both in our twenties. But okay. that, that in today's world, that's not really adult uh, per se. <laughs> yeah. You know. But yeah, I, I think uh there's some like I mean, but the, the real question comes in. When, say, let's go ahead and be on the safe side and say you're in a very long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. And by right? the way, I've never dated anyone who would not have wanted to get me an abortion if I was pregnant in my entire dating life. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That Pretty, mostly because I thought I've never it, met it would be some sort of mutant. Like, because I would you're... rather you keep it. And I don't know if that like, says something about me as a person. <laughs> Wait, they, they always said that they would rather you keep it? No, that I, they would rather that I abort it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I yeah. meant. Um, yeah. yeah. So most people would prefer not to have babies with me. 
Hmm. I don't know. I wouldn't say that. That seems that seems anecdotal. <laughs> I don't know. I I guess that would depend, wouldn't it? Yeah. Continue your story. Your uh, your gal pal got pregnant, and you were like, Yeah, we just waited. I I told her straight up that you know I think I don't think it works. You know, but again, most of the decisions up to you. And she was like, Oh, I don't want to have it either. Mm-hmm. And I was like, All right, work. And then that's what oh, we're gonna that's do. Great. And actually, we went to the. This is in Savannah, Georgia. We go to the abortion clinic there, and it always had protesters outside. You know, it's, sure. Savannah, it's in the Bible Belt. Um, so. I like. I lived in northeastern Washington, and every time I went to Planned Parenthood for like a health checkup, mm-hmm. people would be like throwing eggs or whatever. So I mean, mm. Washington's still a pretty liberal state. So I can only imagine in Savannah, Georgia. Yeah, I almost, I almost beat the shit out of this old guy who was like literally screaming at us and everything as we were going in. I would watch. The security guard stepped in, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, personally, I am, I, I think that abortion is, once past a certain point, is murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, third trimester. Okay. So that's. But uh, I'm still all about it. I'm oh, sorry, <laughs> not past third, third trimester. Technically, it is murder. Yes. Actually, yes, it is. That's called post birth abortion. Yeah. Sorry. In the third trimester, okay. we'll say, after all the right. second trimester. Okay. Um, I think is, is murder, but yet I'm still all about it. Okay. I think that number one, population numbers, mm-hmm. and number two, just people that if they want to get an abortion, obviously they're not ready to be a parent, and if they're obviously not ready to be a parent. Why do we want to bring an unwanted kid? Why would you want to bring another shitty, like shitty little a kid that's not necessarily a shitty little kid in its raw form, but a kid that's going to turn into a shitty little kid who's going to turn into a shitty big adult? Okay, I think like most kids are covered in shit like 90% of their first three years. So they are a shitty kid. Yeah, yeah. I actually, uh, I did my rounds as a paramedic in the uh, OB oh, wing. God. And I, I got to watch uh, four births. And one, oh, God. One of them, one of them was the, uh, what, what's it called when the shit collects inside the amniotic sac? Really? I know what that's. that's... Merconium poisoning. Merconium poisoning. Mercon- Merconium po- poisoning. I feel like that's weird that both of us knew what that was. Yeah. Okay. Science, bitch. I mean, Science. you're, you're a, a, a medic. Yeah, uh, I got to experience that, and that was not pleasant. Maybe it's dead, right? That, no, it was live. They, oh, they're not necessarily like, dead. They're 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 not great off. I thought they died if that happened. No, no. It, well, the, I think it depends on when it happens. I don't. I don't. I'm a bacteriologist for the most part. I don't mm. like because there's still why babies shit. Even if you're sh- even if the baby is like shitting out of its ass or whatever uh-huh. into the sack. They're still receiving most of the oxygen and nutrients through the uh, umbilical cord. Okay. So they're not necessarily taking that stuff in. So, at least it is I think toxic so. waste, and we all know that organisms cannot live in their waste forever. Mm-hmm. But I'm not really sure why it's toxic because baby poop would not have bacteria in it. I don't think so. I don't think it like travels. Well, it would have to be because well, I, I would guess because where does bacteria would, come from? Tell me that. Well, it's because the 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 intake the the mother intakes the food. The food gets broken down, and then it gets sent to the baby. Okay, all right. So yeah. it would have to have bacteria, right? No, 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 no. no. That is not how this works at all. Okay, there's I no know. like di- okay. All right, there's no digestive tract that runs from the mother's stomach into the baby. Like it gets digested and gets in her bloodstream, and then from her bloodstream, it like. That's where the nutrients come from. Gives out. all that stuff. So it uh, should be a sterile environment. Mm-hmm. So I, I have no idea why baby shit would be toxic to a fetus. Like, I have to find out. I'll definitely look that up when I go home. Well, the baby has to process it as well. Mm-hmm. Right? But they're inoculated with bacteria when they're born. Like, 
the baby gets his bacteria because the mother <laughs> just shot on the table. So he's just like passing through vagina bacteria into shit and then right. is inoculated with everything he needs. Um, that's why um, the baby, actually, most people don't know this, because why would they? Um, the bacteria the baby gets inoculated with at birth actually supports his digestive system for the rest of his life. Hmm. And asthma is really, really strongly um, associated with the lack of bacteria in the, in the infant system. Huh. Yeah, because that's a lot of that's bacteria that we use on a daily basis to break down food and other things. Right. Huh. Yeah. So of, yeah. weirdly enough, huh. apparently I don't have any kids, but I'm told by another scientist. As far as you know. Good God. Uh, apparently, <laughs> like after the baby is born, if it's C-section baby, you can like self-inoculate like from vagina to baby just wipe it on the baby. Yeah, so you just kind of like, eh, you're <laughs> so like, get all that stuff weird. and just wipe it on there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, mm. that's actually how it works. That, that's, huh. that's really creepy to me, but... A little. Makes whatever, sense, though. Whatever will prevent your kid from having asthma, definitely look this stuff up because I've only been told secondhand. Right. <laughs> yeah. you try to... Nothing in this podcast <laughs> should be <laughs> taken as any sort of 100% medical fact. Advice. Yeah. This is not a medical opinion. Uh -huh. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> oh man i just definitely did not belong at a comedy show <laughs> maybe it does i don't know <laughs> uh, child abuse is funny <laughs> but yeah i've been working on i've kind of go back to the comedy thing okay all right i've been working on uh, uh more political stuff we get there all right go back oh political stuff that's yeah. what i thought all right that makes sense i still have wine um, in my face yeah you kind of look a joker there for a second oh, <laughs> bring white wine next time uh nah red wine works better. i need to like i'm going to spill whatever i drink all over myself ah, all right whatever. i mean you're black you know. that's exactly like why we're black all right political stuff your comedy routine seven minutes that wasn't that important i want to know about it oh okay well, well it was just basically i was going to go into the different candidates and just like okay. do one-liners on how they were bad candidates like one of them was, uh, I'm actually pretty proud of this one, mm -hmm. is uh, Elizabeth Warren. It's just like, why would you want to vote for her? She lied to you. Gay white guys who mm -hmm. live next to Native American reservation have had more Native American in them than her. Because, you know, she made the claim about like she was like the Native American. No, no, I got, I got that. I just yeah. like had to Im imagine that. Like gay white guys and having Native Americans in them and having like some percentage of it. Um, like about six inches of percentage, you know, on average. Gay white guys? Well, it's just I'm, I'm using white guys as a as like a she's white as well. Okay. You know I what I mean? So like it's, a, it's a gay gay Native American fucking a gay white guy. That's exactly what I thought you were talking about. Okay, good. So right. for a moment there, I was okay. imagining that men didn't have anal sex. And then I just like had to. Well, that's right. You're completely averse to anal sex like all together. Oh, yeah. 100%. So, yeah, does yeah, not happen. Yeah, Apparently, yeah. like you can get a prolapsed anus. But I do think. <laughs> yes, that can yeah. happen. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I know. Yeah. But I, I bet you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to hear more of your, your set because I dig that. I think it's funny. Um, mm -hmm. I'm glad you're not giving that set on Sunday because you would get crucified for that. Oh, absolutely. That's why I don't ever go to that show. Hey, I, I in like Sarah. Crucifixion, a, a better though. ritual way to kill someone than like. Is what now? Crucifixion? Because, mm -hmm. like. Better way than what? 
I mean, is it cultural appropriation if you kill people in a different way? Well, no, you only kill Jews by crucifixion. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna like yeah, yeah. walk away from whatever thought I had because I lost it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Something something yeah. about racism. Yeah, I, I think it's a good joke. I, that's actually a pretty terrible way to go because you know you don't die from like the wounds and the hands and the feet. You die mm-hmm. actually from your lung filling up, your lungs filling up with water because of the way that your 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 head is down and the way you're breathing. I'm concerned about how much you know about crucifixion. Oh, I had to study a bunch of that. I, no, not exactly that, but uh, my dad was a Baptist minister, and uh, I also was like trying to kill Jews for it. No, um, you guys, were, your dad was a Baptist. Okay, another yeah. question. Yeah, I know I what happens to pap- to. I, I know what happens to ministers' daughters that met them, mm-hmm. but what happens to ministers' sons? It's about the same thing. You just like turn into a slut. Yeah, yeah. You smoke a lot of weed. You smoke a lot of cigarettes. You drink a lot. You smoke mainly whiskey stuff like that. Bourbon whiskey. And you, uh, yeah, you bang a lot. So that that's yeah. the, uh, that's like the stereotype, but you're saying there actually is reality associated with that? It, oh, well, you go one of two ways when you grow up in that religious of a household. You either go very religious mm-hmm. and follow in footsteps, which obviously that was not the case because my dad was an alcoholic. Um, Your dad is an alcoholic minister? Yeah. Well, he would fall off the minister thing and then go back into the alcoholism and then go back to the minister thing. I never knew what was going on. I'd be like, oh, I don't have to go to church. Cool. But then I realized, wait, my dad's an alcoholic. And then when he got off it, I was like, oh, I got to go back to church again. Can't you drink? Ugh. Okay. I, I, <laughs> Not I get really. that. A cycle of substance abuse. Right. Okay. But uh, yeah, it goes one of two ways. Either you end up following in the footsteps or you end up going the complete opposite way, which is basically just one way to get to hell as far as religion is concerned you know promiscuousness smoking the devil's weed the devil's grass the devil's lettuce yeah the devil's lettuce um see i'm i'm a jew mm-hmm. i actually grew up in a hasidic jewish community and there's never any threat of hell so i didn't have like this is a reason that i shouldn't masturbate like right yeah totally different like we just operated on pure parental judgment right like you don't go to shul your mother will be really, really mad at you. Yeah. No, I don't want that. But like mad is in like subtle, passive aggressive mad or like overtly mad. Because uh, a lot of the, my Jewish friends say that it was like passive like aggressive. Subtle, passive aggressive. You're a okay. bad Jew. You're killing your mother kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. You're wearing yeah. a short skirt. You're killing your mother. Yeah. So I always kind of wondered if like kids who had threat of holy retribution would be better behaved than kids who just like your mother will be very mad at you. It's actually worse as far as cutting loose because once you start to realize that like maybe this is made up, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. this whole thing is just like some dude who took mushrooms in the desert and then wrote a book about it maybe. Once you realize that, once you've been pushed so far into the realm of of, of the hellfire and everything, you go the complete opposite way. Like you just snap back so hard? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you realize like, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. I've like wasted all of this fucking time mm-hmm. living this exact way. And now I've realized this is a complete bullshit and I can do whatever the fuck I want. As long as I'm a good person, like you can have sex and smoke weed and you can do heroin, like whatever the hell you want. Mm-hmm. I've never done it before, but I've heard it's fucking of course, great. Of course not. Yeah. I've heard it's fucking great, but I've also heard cracks great and I've done that. But uh, I mean, I I'll try, I'll try it one day. I'll, I'll just interrupt you for a second and say, I've heard crack is not great. Really? Yeah, I've heard like it's a very unpleasant thing to do to your body. And like the next day, it just, it sucks. I don't know. I've done Coke. Okay. And that's pretty much the same thing. Is it's it? just a more direct form of it. Okay. I mean, and Coke can be good-ish. I don't like it. I like, I, I haven't done it in quite a while. 
But, and even when I did, I would do it like once every three months. But it was all right. Okay. Mm. I don't see the big hoopla. So we, we, we can get back to where you're going with this, but you've only ever done Coke, but not crack. Like, how do you get into that first? Were you, were you secretly rich as a child and only took finer things? Yeah, that, that, that was exactly it. All right, yeah. all right. That's, yeah, yeah. that's what I think. As an eight-year-old, when I was doing <laughs> drugs, uh-huh. I decided that, well, I'm not going to do those plebe things like smoking crack. I'm time. going to do coke, only the pure Colombian finest. <laughs> okay. That's... At least until I was sort of 12. Okay. So I forgot where we were going, but now I want to ask you, like, how old were you when you tried drugs? Uh, 13, smoke weed. 14? 13, 14, somewhere around that area. Smoked weed. Yeah. And then did you like graduate to like worse drugs? Not really. I mean, if you say worse drugs, like I did, I've done a copious amounts of acid, mushrooms. And Good God. Stuff like that. But I've, ne- I've never done heroin. I've never done crack. I've never done, well, I accidentally did meth once. Somebody, the people were passing a pipe and I was really fucking high and I was at a party and somebody just handed me a pipe and I took a big hit off of it and I thought that it was weed. So I okay. just took a big drag off. And then I realized it was like, that tasted weird. I was like, what the fuck was that? They were like, oh, it's meth, man. I was like, what the fuck? You give me meth? Oh my God. What the shit? It's always up for quite a while, like well into the next day, just flipping my shit. And then I ended up finally going to sleep and I was like, all right, never doing fucking that. I'm never doing that again. Okay. Ever. All right. Did you, did you, did you hear about crocodile? I heard, that's the Russian thing. Yeah. Right? yeah. 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 I heard about that. And apparently it's fucking really awesome. Really awesome? Yeah. I mean, it's got to be awesome if it fucks you up that bad oh. and you still keep doing it. It's got to be amazing. Okay. I mean, think about all these people dying on heroin overdoses. Mm-hmm. It's got to be amazing for people like, hey, did you hear about those three guys that used to live in that house? They all died. Hey, you want to do some heroin? Uh-huh. Like, I mean, oh, sure. You know, it's got to be fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Um, I read about crocodile i think on reddit when i was 10 yes i'm that young mm-hmm. but i've had like kind of an interest in watching where it goes people well, on your internet what's that you youngins on your internet how old were you when you got internet i got my first desktop computer when i was 10 years old i had my first computer my first computer was a commodore 64. i have no idea what that is yeah you plug it into a tv oh uh, it, it was, was and, and to record information you recorded information on a cassette tape that was your hard drive are you serious? Yeah. That was when up. I was like 13. Oh, God. So, yeah. I got on the internet when I was like 17 for the first time. Mm. Um, I was 11 when I started playing like online games for the first time. Mm. Yeah. Now, like, 16. I can play those same games, but I can play it with a VR set. And I'm starting to feel very old. And like, I wish that I had these games when Wait, I was 11 you, years old. Do you have a VR set? Um. Sometimes I date people with VR sets and then I borrow it because it costs like $900 to set up. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's what I need to do. All right. If anybody's listening to this podcast and you want to date me, mm-hmm. this totally average looking guy, so I can use your VR set, let me know. I'm going to know a guy who's like maybe interested in taking it in the butt from a man. Yeah, but I don't want to prolapse them just to fucking use a VR thing. You know, I mean, that's oh. that doesn't sound like. A good I mean, deal. it's worth it to me, but yeah. it's not to you. Oh, I you want me it. to like poke at his ass so you can use the VR set? That's what you're saying. That would be really nice, actually. <laughs> 
Can you do that? I'll, I'll go. Yeah. I'll go hang out at the CS department and ask for gay men with a VR set. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll see how that works. I don't know. Well, we'll talk about it later. I yeah. guess. That's okay. By the way, on that note, I am well aware that I operate in a certain area of privilege because I do mm. literally just go to the CS building whenever I need something done with my computer and just ask everyone like, "Hey, who wants to fix this problem for me?" Everyone just does it. Wait, what is? Oh, computer sciences? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean as far as like a, a woman? Or? Yeah, like a woman walks oh, in there like, and like everyone... <laughs> like, I don't know anything about computers. <laughs> like that? Or? Exactly like that. Wow. Usually I'll wear short shirts for skirts. <laughs> but every, you see Play like a woman walk in there and everyone looks like turns their head. Woman, it's my <laughs> perfume. Yeah, they like smell you coming through the door. <laughs> <laughs> Probably that way in the physics building too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey, you gotta know your advantages, you know? Yep. Yeah. If I have to deal with having a period, I'm gonna get all the benefits I can out of this situation. There you go. Yeah. I mean, that's how we men are, too, you know? If we have to deal with all your shit, like women shout, ah, in our ear, we're just gonna be like, hey, I'm just gonna beat you every now and then, you know? That's what we Fair do. Fair enough. What was it? The, the, uh, that's where the rule of thumb came from. You weren't allowed to beat your wife with a stick right. larger than a, your thumb? Uh, wide, uh, uh, diameter. Diameter. Not longer. Diameter. I've actually wise. heard that it's better to be beat with a thicker stick than a, a shorter one or like smaller one. Absolutely. 100% because my dad used to make me go pick my switch. You're joking. I've nope. heard that, but. Yep. That's some old country shit. That's a real thing? That's a real fucking thing. Are you from thing. Kentucky? Yeah. No, uh, Georgia. Southern Georgia. Well, yeah. I never want to talk about Kentucky on a, a different night. Um, mm. I have a friend who grew up gay in Kentucky and he had some Whoa, interesting damn. stories. Wow. That's got to suck. Yeah, I Whoa. think uh, he was his house was broken into it, and he was like held at gunpoint with his, his husband. That's fucked up. Totally. Yeah. I dig this. Like we have this free association thing going on. Exactly. Maybe it's yeah. me and you feel like. But now you just fucking ruined it. Thanks. Squirrel. Yeah, squirrel. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how I want this, though. I mean, it's literally just two people sitting down talking. It's it's About like whatever. if you were sitting at a bar or a kava bar or whatever it is. And you just kind of free associate and you just move to the next thing and it just kind of goes with the flow and you no matter if you disagree on something or you agree on something which mm -hmm. we agree on a lot of things so we're not really they have that many disagreements we're like but, left left center yeah Maybe left a center. libertarian left center absolutely yeah a little more libertarian um i'm, I'm pro yang pro what pro yang what is yang <laughs> i know that's that sounds gay but uh i'm pro uh uh yang gang um andrew yang the presidential oh, candidate. Oh, oh, right, right. I think I read about him today, and he was talking about what he thought Donald Trump would give him as a nickname. Oh, yeah, he and knows. Like, Comrade Yang, because it sounds a little socialist and yeah. a little racist. See, the thing is, Yang already knows all of Trump's strategies, mm -hmm. and he knows how to preempt them. And uh, he doesn't fall for trolls, the trolling techniques. I don't know anything about Yang, but he seems like a cool dude. We've never had an Asian president before. Yeah, I mean, like, that's not even a, a, a thing in my mind. It's like, like, yeah, he's fucking Asian. Like, I don't give a shit about that. Like, he could be woman, Asian, whatever. It doesn't fucking matter to me. He could be fucking, like, I don't have any limbs. I don't give a shit. It's, it's how he talks about what he wants to do. I don't necessarily 100% agree with this whole universal basic income thing. No, I definitely believe in universal health care, though. Right, but universal basic income would cover the health care. I don't know about you, but I spent like over $6,000 on medicine last year. Right. So you get $1,000 a month, right? That's $12,000 a year. But yeah, like the, right. the cost of insurance would go up then. Not necessarily, because that would require inflation. 
You don't think there'd be inflation if they gave everyone a thousand dollars? No, because he's not actually adding money to the system. He's not actually creating money. Just redistributing wealth. Exactly. Okay. He's only he's That's only he's only adding a small tax to mm -hmm. major corporations. Not even a major tax. God, that would nice. cover all of that. I might like I'd probably put it entirely towards all the medications they take. That'd yeah. be nice to not have to worry about. She's like, can I afford an inhaler this month? No, I'll just hope it don't suffocate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And here I am smoking around you, so. No, totally cool. It's my fucking podcast. Do what I want. You're, you're far enough away. <laughs> you're far enough away from me. Uh, actually, the dry weather has been really nice on asthma lately. Mm -hmm. Although I'm just waiting to get hit by a hurricane because it would be really nice to have some cool weather. And at least if we're actively getting hit by a hurricane, it might be kind of cool outside. It's already cooling off pretty well out there. Yeah, so, 88 is now cooling off. Yeah, I mean, that feels pretty good compared to 100 and fucking whatever. 200% humidity. Yeah. I haven't seen, like, everything covered in water in the morning. That's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. And when you're walking down the road and you feel like you have to fucking wear a scuba device to fucking make it to where you're going. I know that feeling. Not, not a fan. I'm going to move to Colorado when I'm done here. Mm. That's a that's beautiful. Uh, I was in Boulder, traveling through. You lived in Boulder? No, I didn't live there. Oh. I, was, I traveled from East Coast to West Coast, and uh, Boulder was dope. I'm totally ready to move to Boulder. We uh, there's this. You can actually see it from downtown, but it's called the 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 Flatirons, and it's like the foothills. But you can hike up it, and it's very rocky mountain type, you know. And we decided to go up it, and we decided to take mushrooms. Mm -hmm. We were going up it, which was awesome, and then almost every kind of level, like you would kind of go around and then kind of level off a little bit. Mm -hmm. There would be some hippie dude sitting out on this outcropping, like way out with nothing but like a drop ahead of him with like dreads and tie dye and everything. Mm -hmm. Just like the fattest joint you've ever seen. And I swear to God, it almost looked like the same dude on every level. <laughs> and they were just sitting there smoking his big fatty and they would hear you come up and they would turn and just be like, huh? <laughs> and you'd be like, yeah, all right. I can smoke it, and then I got I got so high off of that plus the mushrooms that when we got to the top, I was like, "Can we chill for a second before we start going down? Because down seems more treacherous than up, and mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to sober up a little bit." So down is actually more treacherous. Than yeah. up, by the way, apparently most injuries happen on the way down the mountain. Going down, uh, I was in Monterrey, Mexico, mm -hmm. and we went up. I mean, it was uh, I actually got the tattoo right here. We climbed up, uh, we hiked up this peak right here. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Um, yeah, it was a Cerro de la Silla. Mm -hmm. And uh, you, like, the grade was about like this. And mm -hmm. they had to pour down, like, rough concrete for you to actually make it up. And uh, we're going up, and it's tough, 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 tough. Everything going down, mm -hmm. you literally had to kind of bend backwards a little bit. And like to, to counterbalance yourself going mm -hmm. down, and it was rough. I'm guessing you guys did not have trekking poles. I did. Oh, really? And it was still which hard? I shared with my with a friend of mine. Well, actually, it's a uh, it's a monopod. It's kind of like a tripod that I had for this camera, mm -hmm. but it's uh, so I had it for like filming, and I was filming some stuff when I was down there. But it's extendable from here to like this, and yeah, it's a very uncomfortable couch. I do it that way just to keep the guests uncomfortable, keep oh, keep them on edge. Okay, all yeah. right. It's just, no. it's like, it's a futon, right? Yeah. yeah, I also got it for free, so there's that. How long ago? <sighs> God. Are you uh, sure there's not bed bugs? Uh, six months ago. 
No, I got it from my boss. So it's fine. It was in the office. You got it from a barn? Boss. A boss. Yeah, my boss. It was actually in our office where we worked at. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, it's, it's no, pretty there's nice. There's no bed bugs. Yeah. I've never owned furniture that wasn't just trash off the street. I'll use, I will use furniture in, from non-major cities. If it's in a major city, I won't grab furniture. I gotcha. Um, I actually stopped. I almost picked up some chairs last night, and then I realized that it was just like a tailgating games aftermath. Mm -hmm. and it was in the really bad part of town, so I might have been shot for picking it up. Nah, yeah, yeah, because I've been just waiting there for the next game or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I almost did, and then I was one. I heard, yeah, I was wondering maybe someone was going to come out and shoot me. It's a possibility. I've had a couple of guns pointed at me. Maybe not for taking chairs, but yeah, mostly because they wanted to take my wallet. But. Why have you been mugged so many times? I got a muggable face. I, I've lived in a lot of major cities and I've had friends who've gotten mugged, but I've never been mugged. Uh, I've, I've almost been so broke. Like, yeah, I've only like, yeah, recently made enough money to where I can kind of like live by myself, have like in a decent neighborhood, not an excellent neighborhood, but a decent neighborhood. Okay. I've always been pretty broke, so I've always lived in like pretty bad neighborhoods. So. I'm trying to figure out why you're so muggable though. See, I'm white as white gets. No, like, it doesn't get any fucking whiter. We, we've had this discussion. You could pass for like maybe Argentina and not Spanish. to black people. Oh. Like to, to black people, I'm like as white as white could be. Like if you maybe to an Ar Argentinian person. You mean are you telling me you see color? Yeah, everyone does. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I still hold that up. Yeah. All right. All right. But I mean, like I like I I've always gotten along with most of the people that I are in the neighborhoods that I lived in. Have lived in some really bad towns because. I don't know if you can tell, but I've been super poor for a long time. Actually, I almost got mugged one time. Um, I was uh, walking to the bus stop in the morning, and this couple with like a baby carriage, like they surround me on either side, and like, "Hey, you got some nice hair there." They did have like Star Trek red hair, and I was like ninety nine percent sure they were about to mug me. And then I yelled, "Like you left your baby in the street!" And they did literally leave this baby carriage in the street, and they ran away. But people with babies almost robbed you. Yeah. I got almost got robbed by people with babies. With wow. a baby. Are you sure it was a baby in there, not like an AK-47 wrapped in a blanket? Well, I said you left your baby in the street and they ran after it, so I assume they were just like drug addicts who had given birth. Now I feel bad. Like, what if I could have helped them? Like, what if I, I almost helped them and then didn't? Yeah, that doesn't sound like a robbery. No, that had like two people like surround me and then walked, both of them walking towards me and like, just very freaky. I mean, what were they gonna do? Run you over with the fucking baby carriage? You have a baby carriage? Like... I don't know. I had my laptop with me. I had like my laptop case. Bitch, give me your wallet. I'll run you over. <laughs> I hope the baby's okay. It might not have been a baby. Yeah, could have been. Like I said, AK forty-seven. Did you hear about Area fifty-one? We can't not talk about that. I haven't been keeping up with that too much to tell you the we had truth. Thousands of people showed up to like hang out outside Area Fifty One and have a big party. They didn't rush it though, though, did they? Um, I heard like three people got arrested for trespassing, but no one rushed it. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I I figured they would be too chicken shit to do that. Yeah, I hope it's like a yearly Area Fifty One festival. I'd they would mow them down. They would have like if they would have gotten far enough, they would have mowed them down. <laughs> if any of my army friends are listening to this, can you tell me what's in Area Fifty One? <laughs> They'd have to kill you. Actually, I have a friend who's been in infantry for like 12 years. I'm going to text him right now and ask him what's in Area 51. <laughs> I sincerely doubt he knows. I don't know. See how that goes. Hmm.
All right. Well, Anything I, else? Good? I think, uh, yeah, I think we're uh, coming to the end of an hour here. Thank you for having and me. That's, yeah, no, it was my pleasure. It went a little too fast. Thank you, Gabriel. I could sit here and talk about aliens forever. Indeed. Indeed. And, uh... Are we going to mention how small Roman's penis is again? Yes. Yes. Uh, stay tuned. <laughs> and then the, uh... <laughs> the next episode of Discourses will be out about two weeks after this one, every other Monday. If not, go fuck yourself. And Roman Baker has a tiny penis. Nah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, you guys have a good night. All right. <laughs> <laughs>